Excellent. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is a show we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics <laughs> to make inspirational projects for you folks. Hello everybody. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room. If you would like to uh, chime in during the show, questions, comments, you can do so in the Discord chat room. We're hanging out in the live broadcast channel. And if you want to get an invite, you can go to adafru.it slash discord. That's an invite code. You can get in there, sign up. It's free to do so. You get um, access to all the different channels where you can get project help, say hello to the community, and we even do some fun stuff like Circuit Python meetings. They happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. This is a great opportunity for folks from the community and the core devs that are working on CircuitPython to collaborate and talk about what they're working on. Very, very cool. We have newsletters that happen every single day. It's called Adafruit Daily. You can subscribe by going to adafruitdaily.com. There's different categories, maker business, 3D printing, Python on hardware. All of those, also IoT Monthly is happening as well. So check yeah. out those new ones if you are interested. Again, that is adafruitdaily.com. You go to adafruit.com slash newsletter and get a good idea of uh, what new products were added this week by Miss Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada. <laughs> so you can go check that out and subscribe to that newsletter as well. It happens once a week. Okay, we got some updates. A little bit of a sad news, but it's worth talking about and promoting. Black Lives Matter is still an initiative from Adafruit, and there are lots of uh, different uh, stuff being updated. Uh, unfortunately, this week, um, over the weekend, we had the loss of, of John Lewis, who uh, just had a really nice documentary um, that came out on July 3rd. Um, Adafruit uh, helped out with Mongolia Pictures to uh, promote uh, their, um, their, their efforts. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate news, but a great opportunity to chime in and, and stream this awesome documentary of John Lewis. Um, on Apple TV, I just noticed that they are streaming it as well. So you can, I can see um, that having a lot of spread being on Apple TV. So that's really nice to see. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Um, it's available in more streaming areas. So uh, it's, it's our way to kind of pay tribute to an awesome uh, freedom fighter. So check it out. Okay, hanging out in the Discord chat room. Again, if folks want to join in, the, uh, the Discord link is adafru.it slash discord. I think discord.gg slash adafruit is still working. Yes, it is. It is? Okay. So we got those two, but uh, I always hear um, folks on the team talking about adafru.it because <laughs> that's a nice like short URL for adafruit. Giving shout outs everybody hanging out in all the chat rooms. We got Mattable, Mr. Certainly Bruce, Mark Gambler, <laughs> been the Discord, and over on the YouTube chat, we got Mark Rick, Hello. Ali, Reese Armstrong. Hello. And then on the Facebook and Twitch as well. Thank you everybody for joining. Yeah, folks are watching. And uh, thank you for joining. Quick question, what 3D printer should I get as my first printer? I think probably an Ender is what everybody seems to get. Yeah, or Prusa. Or Prusa. Whatever or... your budget allows and where you are. There's so many factors at play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, asking a good start. Different, different forms, different communities, you'll get different answers. But uh, yeah. 
right off of the bat, we're starting off with 3D printing questions. Mm-hmm. That's great. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. This week's project is a Very snap useful. fit case. Very cool. Let's go to it. So we just published the learn guide. Y'all can get uh, the files and a little assembly walkthrough um, of it by hitting over to learn.adafruit.com and, um, or you just click on the link in the description of this video. So it just has the files and it walks through the assembly, but uh, I kind of want to just show it to you folks uh, here in live land and kind of give you a background story of, of how this came to be. So I've been working on this new project that uses a solenoid uh, driver. So I got this little solenoid driver and the, one of the best ways to get your IC is on these perma proto boards. They come in different sizes. This one's a quarter size, but we also have a half size. So the idea here was that I would make a little simple PCB mount that would house the, uh, the feather on this side and the little quarter sized breadboard here. Uh, it gives me all these extra connections. It's through whole uh, gold plated, so it's really nice and to solder to. Um, however, um, there's a lot of screws going on here. Although it is a simple design, it prints in like half an hour, maybe even less. You need a lot of screws. So um, I asked Lamar, like, what do you think, uh, how, how, how can we release this as a simple project? And Lamar's like, why don't you make a case for it? You know, make a snap fit case uh, and try not to use any screws. So great challenge to do. So uh, here is our, our, our 3D printed snap fit case. It's uh, three pieces and it features uh, different uh, bottom covers that have different tabs. So if you want this style of tabs, we have that. Or this type of sort of slotted tab, we have this too. Maybe you want to strap this with zip ties or some sort of band uh, on something. And uh, they have these two standoffs that are built in, as well as these tabs, which allow uh, the PCB, the breadboard, the Permaproto PCB, to uh, stay secured in, in there. So I just took this off. Pretty easy to do so. There's these notches on the side that are there for wires to pass through. Um, but also, it also doubles as a, as a way to get uh, the USB port accessible here. So you can see here, we did all the sizing uh, for the female and male headers. Um, so this is actually what I'm going to use in the upcoming project, the solenoid uh, robot instrument. And see here we have some spots here for a DC jack and a spot here for a panel mounted switch. I have the feather battery down in there in between the headers. And then this is the, uh, the ULN uh, solenoid driver, which uh, has like, I think 18 pins. So all that fits nicely here. Um, but if folks have more ICs and they want to stack more components to it, we made a version for the full-sized breadboard. So here you have uh, up to 60 pins, and uh, you have the feather there. It's still sized uh, for the USB port. And uh, with the female headers, of course, you can pop this out, swap out the feather, and then you see we have the 16 and the 12 uh, pins. Uh, this has a very similar snap fit uh, frame. If you just want to, uh, a nice thing uh, to keep your, your breadboard uh, flat and on a surface. Uh, this works well for that too. All of these um, grills, I guess you can call them, they're M4 sized, so four millimeters. And uh, that's, you can use these for passing wires through or for like mounting it with some screws uh, to another surface. So that's really neat. Let's say you wanted to put this on like a, a 2020 extrusion rail you can do that too. This one has two tabs here on each side and uh, it's a way to prop this out is you just kind of slightly uh, flex that open at an angle and then that comes out nicely. So really, really like this approach as you don't need any screws. So if you are 
you know, uh, prototyping and taking things in and out and wiring it up, this, this, this is great because then you're not spending all your time fastening screws and putting together something like this, which I like, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, I don't know, proprietary or something? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this is a really good method um, for, for projects that uh, they're gonna have lots of uh, ICs connected to it. Um, yeah. Um, what I'll do next is like jump through the CAD stuff and show you guys um, how you can tweak the CAD stuff uh, to, um, to make a custom size and fitting for it. Um, let's see what else. It's symmetrical, so you can install the cover either way, like this. Same, like just about all of it is symmetrical, so all three pieces can kind of be uh, flipped around. You can even install the top in the front if you wanted to, and I think that'll work, maybe not. Yeah, it fits too. Like that's the cover. That's the bottom cover. Now it has two bottom covers, which is neat. So that I didn't even think that would work, but yeah, it totally works. Um, so yeah, lots of different pieces to it. Um, not really lots of different. You know what I mean? There's lots of uh, what would you call it? Like different ways to use it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, if you have a Perma Proto project that has a Perma Proto and you're looking to house it in, in something, um, maybe consider this this little case. Um, I like tripods, right? Tripod screw adapters. That's what this one is. There's a, a, a little threaded um, hole here for the uh, 3 8 to quarter 20 insert. So you can uh, attach this to a tripod. Um, but that's pretty much the gist of, of, the, uh, of the way these covers are working and how you can use them. If folks have any comments about it, let me know. I think uh, we can take those while I uh, queue up Fusion 360 here. because I want to show you guys the CAD stuff and show you how it's uh, being driven. So let me switch to that. We're doing that, just some commentary. Keep going. Okay, cool. It's just uh, Yanni saying that the PC motherboards have those kinds of screws and it might work on a custom case for a PC. Oh, okay, that's neat. All right, so this is uh, the half-size version. I also have the full-size version here. They are, um, you can download them from the links in the, uh, in the learn guide or you can use the uh, Fusion 360 share links that are also in the description, linked in the description of the YouTube video here. Um, and Paige is posting them as well throughout the show. So you guys can get uh, the full Fusion 360 um, parts. So uh, it's driven with some user parameters, of course. So let's take a look at that. I'm gonna open that window and then you can see what's uh, changeable. So you got the box width, length, and height. That's gonna affect uh, the dimensions of the overall case. So let's say we had, a, we had more components and we wanted to kind of add them to it. We, we, we could bring this up to like 90. That's the box width. Um, things get updated, all the snap features and stuff uh, kind of um, flex with it, which is really nice. So you can see on the inside here um, that updates it nicely. And then we can also extend the length of it, let's say 120. That should uh, make it longer. You can see um, it's pushed it a little bit. It is symmetrical, so it's going to keep the uh, it's going to keep the the perma proto centered. So if you want your component to uh, to come out, we can modify um, the position of the joint, um, which isn't a user parameter, but it's easy enough to come in there and update it. So here's our top cover, and you can get an insight look at there. So if you had like let's say you had more jacks here that were longer, or an arcade button, you'd want to change that up. Uh, the height is also adjustable. So let's say we had a taller, we needed to be taller. We can update that, so that works out well. I mean, I have corner radiuses, which I guess is cool. It's if you wanted to update this to like eight, 
You can get some more rounded corners. Hopefully that doesn't break. Yay, it didn't break. Nice rounded corners. And then, uh, oh yeah, of course the top gets updated uh, as, uh, as well. Ah, there it is, there's the top. I mean, the grid isn't, uh, isn't dynamically changing, but we can change that up. Let's say we wanna go to the bottom cover, and then um, we can come in here and look for the sketch that's driving it. It's this one here. All my sketches are named, so folks can come in here and get an idea of what's being what. The snaps, the grill, here's the grill. You can get a look at the, uh, the sketch there. It's just one, uh, it's just one rectangle with a couple of dimensions. And then uh, the thing that's driving it is a pattern. So if you want to add more or less to it, you can change that up. We can drive this dynamically with the user parameter, but uh, I figured I'd not do that um, just for timing. But uh, you, can, you can go as crazy as you want with, uh, with the user parameters if you wish, which is neat. Uh, when it comes to like the parts, um, I actually got to add these to GitHub, the, uh, <laughs> the Perma Protos. Uh, those are fairly new parts that I uh, converted into 3D models using uh, the Eagle conversion tools. Um, but if I open this up and get a good look at just the components. So we got some headers. The Feather Sense is up on GitHub right now. But again, I'll get these after the show, the, uh, the half size and the full size breadboard. Uh, the DC jack and the panel mount are, are uh, parts that I've already had uploaded to our GitHub repo as well. It's just the Perma Protos that I haven't added yet. But uh, if you download this like whole design assembly, it comes with it, so you could pull that out of it um, if you if you want. The uh, full case is pretty much the same. Um, it's got the box width, length, and height. You can change that. Um, the snaps are changeable too. So if you want to make it bigger, I wouldn't make it any smaller, um, but you can make it bigger if you wish. And uh, it has the same structure, and um, you can uh, modify those grills if you want to. So that's about all that's in here is just the feather, those headers, and, uh, and uh, the, the panel mount switch and uh, DC jack. So yeah, that's how that's working. Cool. Any questions or anything that folks want me to take a Lots of at. discussion on the resemblance to a Darth Vader looking <laughs> case. Yeah, I was thinking like... Uh, Yanni's get... saying that he just needs some uh, cool lighting to go along with right. the uh, Star Wars yeah. elements. Yeah, a lot of the grills in, in Star Wars um, backgrounds, they, mm -hmm. they, they all have these like grills with the fillet, fillet edges. And then Mark edges. is asking for converting parts from Eagle to components. Uh, has the method changed since your last layer by layer tutorial yes. on it? Yes, that is so great because I am uh, going to cover that. So uh, I guess let's jump right into that. Um, so normally how, uh, how I create parts, um, I'll normally go to GrabCAD. If I can't find something that's already been designed, sometimes if, like the manufacturer will provide a CAD model. Autodesk has this online tool called Library.io and it's uh, a browser uh, tool that lets you generate footprints and 3D models of, of parts. Um, so I did a layer by layer on how to use this, and I believe in March of this year, or perhaps even January, the Autodesk and Fusion 360 team have come together and have added all of the Eagle tools inside of Fusion 360. Along with that is now the package generator, which lets you create these, uh, these footprints and these 3D components uh, relatively easily. So I want to demo that for you folks now. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of get into that. So there's sort of two ways to make it inside of Fusion 360. 
and um, there's an official kind of way and then sort of like a more sneaky type of way. So I want to show you the sneaky type of way, right? So uh, you, there's the S key is uh, like my favorite shortcut in Fusion 360 and that lets you uh, bring up any type of feature, really. It's, it's like a quick way to pull up anything. So if you just type in pack, you'll see the 3D package generator is here. And you can actually add it to this little thing here. You can assign a, um, a hotkey to it as well. But uh, I'm just going to click on that. That opens up this little panel, which is a floaty window. And you can, uh, you can move it around. How, how am I doing here on the, uh, on the thing? Mm -hmm. Is it showing my screen? Mm -hmm. OK, excellent. Oh, let me move it over here then, because like our screen is. Anyway, so this gives you uh, a visual icons of the different packages that you can create. Um, a lot of the times, I'll, I'll have to create some custom headers. So uh, there's a nice way to create custom headers. Female, right angles, male. So let, I guess let's do the female one. You get this nice um, input boxes where you can type in the rows, the columns. And then you have these dimensions and their labels associated to them, and you can um, modify those all. But everything here is uh, default, so I'm just going to click on Update Preview. And uh, you'll get an error. And this, I'll, I'll dive a little bit into this error. It's, it's OK. You can hit OK. But basically, what's, what it's trying to do is it's saying, I can't generate a footprint. And that's because we're doing it the sneaky way. Um, so if you are using Eagle, and you want to create a footprint and like an and link the 3D model to the footprint and then like create you know, graphics in the silk screen, then you would want to do it the official way. This way is like if you just want that part and you want to bounce it out of Fusion, let's say you're a KiCad, KiCad user and you want to you know, use the tools from Fusion 360, this is the sneaky way you would do it. So just hit OK. Fusion's going to generate the, uh, the part and execute like this recipe here, but it's fully parametric. So of course, you have the side over here where you can change all the numbers, but they're also tied to user parameters. So all of those labels are now uh, associated here with the uh, user parameters, so you can change this up. I wouldn't, however, change it in here. I would still use this UI to change it up. So uh, that's really cool. You can even step in here and, and kind of get an insight of how they're, uh, how they're drawing this, which could be useful if you uh, want to know how they whip this up. Um, but uh, every uh, component's going to have its own kind of set of dimensions that are going to change. One example would be like if I wanted to add uh, another row to this, let's say eight rows, and then I hit tab, I hit update preview, it's going to give me that error again. It's just saying I can't create the footprint, but I'll hit OK. And you'll see that uh, it, although it updated it somewhat, not everything got updated. So. Just because you update the columns and rows doesn't mean the length of the thing is going to change. So uh, that would be the capital D label here. As you can see, it, you get a nice little icon uh, visual of what, what the dimension is. I'm just going to double this from 10 to 20, and then uh, hit Update Preview. It's going to give me that error again. And then uh, you can see, hey, it updated at night. So uh, that's just one look at, uh, at updating the values in here. but. Being able to draw this out or type in values and then get a 3D model is really great. You have full control over it. Let's say I wanted to make this uh, a, a pink you know, header. You can totally do that. Of course, you can do that. And then from here, you can export this out as a step file, um, as a fusion file, as a uh, IGS, whatever you'd like, um, STL as well if you like that. So that's really, really cool. 
Um, but the official way is really to do it through the new file window. So if you click on the file and you get new electronics library. So if you click on that, that'll open up the uh, like a new tab with the Fusion with the Eagle workspace, the electronics workspace. So you can create schematics and parts in here. And then you want to click on create new package. That creates a new tab where I'm now in this new environment where you can see the tab here it says package 3D and then you have to click on the 3D package generator button and then you get your uh, your package here. But the uh, the difference here is let's go ahead and make like a dip, a, a, an IC chip here, hit update preview. You're going to get this um, these new sketches. You can no you notice that there's no error now because we're doing it the official way. And now you have uh, some sketches here that are uh, linked to your Eagle library if you wish to save this out to your Eagle library. And uh, if you go down here and drive into the sketches, you can see we have a silk screen um, sketch, a pad, and text. And the value and the name are basically, they get dynamically changed when you are creating a, uh, a, a schematic for your PCB. So all that's working together now. And it, it's, it's really nice to see this getting the bridge, like the gap from like 3D and, and Eagle is like getting closer and closer to the point where we're gonna start um, mapping all of our 3D parts to our, um, our Adafruit Eagle library, which is gonna be a fun uh, you know, challenge to do to get hundreds of parts linked, oh, mapped man. and linked, especially with their footprints and everything. So uh, it's becoming more and more um, tied, which is, which is interesting. So uh, it's also cool that you can still use these tools for other CAD packages. So if you are a KeyCAD user, you can still use the package generator, bounce that out, and bring it into your, your, your KeyCAD um, workspace. So that's pretty neat. And um, there's more and more packages being added by Autodesk. Um, and there's some really nice ones. Um, so check them out. It's, it's not going to cover everything, but they have some new stuff like standoffs. Like, that's new. You can create a standoff now. That's dope. Of course, you could probably find them in McMaster Car, but it's, this, this was way faster than pulling up McMaster Car and then clicking and clicking well, and There's clicking. not going to be a history. And there's no history now. It's just like a, yeah. it's just a one feature. This has like mm -hmm. the threads and like this the is recipe. Even more editable. It's super editable. The other way, you'd have to redraw some sketches or redo the entire thing just to get all the little tiny little part that you want to edit. Right. And uh, I'm going to do a, a, a more deep dive into this because I have been playing with it so much that I'm like finding scenarios where it's breaking and um, knowing when to, uh, where, like, how to use it in your design and, and knowing the limitations I think is important. But uh, so far it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, what, what else was I going to mention? Like this kept that pink. I make that black again. Oh, some cool little details if you're actually rendering stuff up that they actually have materials on there that'll render like yeah, LED. That's correct. That's one of the ones I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, so package 3D generator again. Go to chip LED. That's actually a new one that was added as well uh, a couple months or weeks ago. Uh, the chip LED, yeah. If you uh, use this, it will. Uh, assign the materials that will emit light in the render workspace, which I think is pretty dope. I would show you guys that, but when I tested it out and I was doing like a rehearsal uh, layer by layer, it kind of skipped, a, a lot of frames got dropped because I'm rendering and, and canvas render and it's eaten up my, anyway, <laughs> I'll have to save that demo for another day. 
because uh, it, it's it, it really chugs down my machine. But in any way, we're not rendering here. We're just looking at this. So uh, yeah, take a look at this stuff. It's pretty fun to play with. Um, if you're a modeler and you're doing um, parts, you'll, you'll run into this where you you wish you had like a these tools to generate a part, a, a fairly complex part in like a couple seconds here, which is pretty neat. Um, again, not everything is there, but uh, a lot of stuff is there, so that's cool. And Mark. that is the package generator inside of Fusion 360. Mark is uh, requesting that you show how to, in your layer by layer, how mm -hmm. to place the parts on a board yes. and how that links. Uh, looking forward to yeah, diving totally, on that. Totally. I think what I'll do is I'll uh, pull out one of Adafruit's new boards and then just like show you guys how that workflow is. Like going from the Eagle board that Lamar shares on our GitHub and then how do you map stuff to it. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely going to happen too. Um, but yeah, this is a quick kind of insight into uh, the new package generator for Fusions. Super cool. Yeah, sweet. All now right. let's actually go jump into the into the uh, learning guide. Okay. Learn, learn, learn. Here it is. Yeah. So the uh, the overview page just kind of tells you what parts I'm using in the project. You got your different sizes of Permaprotos. For this case, we got the version for the full size and the half size, so you can check those out. The feather, it can be whatever feather. They all have the 12 and 16 pin. And then uh, the holes on the side of the case are for these two, uh, the switch and the GC jack. Let's see, when it comes to 3D printing, no supports are, are needed. I have a parts list here if you guys need to see those. Those are there. There are some links to Thingiverse and Prusa printers. Um, we tend to give not just STLs, but also the, three, the Fusion 360 export, as well as the .step file export for folks that are using like SolidWorks or, or, or Open, uh, what was the other one, Onshape. Those type of programs, they allow steps. Um, it just breaks down kind of how the parts fit together, uh, our recommended kind of slice settings if you're new. These are the slice settings that we use in Cura. And then uh, here's a nice call out to the GitHub repo. Um, on GitHub for all the parts that we uh, that we're sharing. And by the way, it's um, if you have part requests, you can drop a, an issue here, and, and uh, I'm going to go through the, these week and start uh, adding these up or filling these out. So and closing them. So uh, if you have any parts requests, feel free to add the request here in the issues tab. It's not an issue, but that's just the way they call it. And then uh, the rest of the stuff is here. You can see the latest stuff that got committed. Uh, was the LED backpacks and the uh, solenoid that we're working with. So those are some new stuff that we added. Again, after the show, I'll add the, uh, the Permaprotos because uh, those need to be added. Back over to the Learn Guide. That's the whole gist of the 3D page. The assembly page just kind of walks you through like installing headers on a, on a, on a feather. So uh, some of the methods that I like to use, like using the breadboard, a solderless breadboard to, uh, to help you keep your header pins straight and lined up nicely. And then uh, using mounting tack to like temporarily secure your female headers to the Permaproto board, um, which is nice. And then like soldering it up and then, uh, yeah, fitting the case together. So just a really quick rundown of snap fitting the things together. Yeah, but that's the learn guide. It's really, really simple. Um, but uh, it's up to you to kind of uh, make it what you, make it fit your project or whatever that's going to be. Am I in the right thing? It kind of was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was using a different shot there, the uh, the live shot. But yeah, that's the, the learn guide in a nutshell. Awesome. <coughs> this bleeds right into, I guess, what are we prototyping? 
Yeah, I think Since so. Since this is going to be for next week's project. Uh, no. Oh, no, no more progress. Well, no more progress. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta redesign the uh, mm. the way the the snare is oh, okay. hitting the stuff. Okay. Yeah, this is for the drumming robot. But what you're working on is is a, a game. It's a NeoPixel game. Check this out. All right, so Lamar had a really good suggestion uh, with the closure of a lot of places that people used to go to for entertainment, like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I never saw this game there, even Me though I've been there so many yeah. times. It is a really cool, uh, they call it LED chase or chaos, chaos run. run. Uh, basically, it's an LED going around in a circle towards one of uh, a highlighted LED. And once you get to it, you're supposed to like hit the button. So you're supposed to like, um, I guess like time it so when right. you get to that one LED that's on while the other ones are just chasing around the circle, you're supposed to like hit it right. to like... Um, Essentially you're like catching the LED that's exactly. running with the press of a button. So you yeah. got your arcade button here. This is the uh, the 24 millimeter arcade buttons. Yeah. They're momentary, mm -hmm. great for pressing really quickly. And then uh, you got your high density NeoPixel strip that's like along the side of it. Um, they, they come in different shapes and stuff, but this is really cool, simple, almost like a, like an identity disc. There's yeah. some uh, some holes here, so you're not printing forever. That only saves a little bit of time. Right, <laughs> only a little bit. You got yeah. your uh, your holes for USB, the slide switches right here, so everything's built in here. And uh, I really like the way that this, uh, instead of making this entire case like thick as F, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can uh, have this sort of... Uh, uh, a stem or a sleeve for the arcade button to have it housed up there, so that's really neat. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a Circuit Python project. This mm -hmm. is just running the strand test code for Circuit Python in the NeoPixel library, um, but it's gonna be a collaboration project with Liz Clark of Blitz City DIY, and uh, she's gonna uh, write the code uh, to make the logic for the game. Yeah, there's a couple different variations of this on Instructables. The one that I'm going that I'm modeling this case after they use like a uh, picture frame and they had like a, oh. a nice little score keeper so you can see oh, how many dope. scores but um, we're probably going to avoid that just to right we're going to go with minimum viable exactly, yeah. project <laughs> you can always add more things like oh, yeah. sound and all that to it uh, right but this is like you were saying nice uh, minimal viable uh, code that is needed for that we're using the feather m4 express on here actually let's go ahead and open it yeah go ahead and open it yeah so it all snap fits too so you get this nice snap fit thing we take and, uh, a look inside, just disconnect rim. this uh, button here. Yeah, that's great. Those are the quick disconnects that we have for arcade buttons. Yeah, so we're just super simple builds, just the slide switch hooked up um, with the uh, pixel strip that has a nice little hole here that goes on the inside. And you can see we just have a 420 milliamp hour battery in there we're using silicone coated mm. wires for everything. And like you mentioned before, the 24 millimeter mini arcade button. Yeah, those are nice. So you this also... just screws in and this has a little sleeve on there so you're not printing such yeah. a tall print. Excellent. Simple little build here and uh, could be definitely modified for some sort of prop or for any sort of cylindrical yeah. identity disc from yeah. John. Uh, using it for the snap fits, we're using um, oh. a... You shorted it. Yeah. Whoopsies. We're using, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, these little nubs here, just for doing the snap fit. So right. uh, one on each side, just one sketch that's controlling both of those that have everything snap fit together. Some circular patterns going on here, folks. Yeah. Pretty neat. So nice, simple little build there. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking for release probably uh, not next two week. weeks or something. Yeah, two or week three after, weeks, just so we can have some time to polish this guy up. Yeah, and that is 
Work in progress. Yeah, nice little what LED chaser so game. Yeah, LED chaser. Is it LED chaser? Is I don't remember what I, I don't even remember about, seeing like, Python, it when I took a Blinka chase or something like that. Blinka chase. I don't know something fun where it's like you know it's Circuit Python. Yeah. Circuit chase. Circuit hmm. run. Circuit. I don't know. Circuit dots. You're saying. Uh, is it Stargate? Stargate. <laughs> circuit Stargate. Yeah. Stargate circuit. <laughs> so that's cool. All right, that's uh, what we're prototyping. All right. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're gonna do this week's community. This week's make. community make. Every Tuesday, we uh, we 3D print something from the community that we find, and uh, we do a time lapse video on it. So let's run that time lapse video. This is so adorable. It is a robot dog. Just kidding. It's the at ATAT <laughs> vehicle from Star Wars. So let me load up the Thingiverse page while this video plays. But uh, hey, I've seen a few of these models before, and they're normally really detailed, but Nancy did a great job on simplifying this to be a fun assembly that's uh, easy to put together. So a couple joints here. You can see that uh, it's articulating the, uh, the, legs. the legs, and then his head is also articulating, which is cool. And it's just really simplified. Um, the shapes are nice and simple. and no, A couple of supports, yeah. but uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice them. So let's go ahead and jump into the the web the Thingiverse page. So Dragon Master six one six or Nancy as we as we call her. Uh, they're they're actually a, a collection of different models. So you got the at at and some turrets as well, um, a snow speeder, and um, man, shout out to Pedro because like normally I'm pretty judgy when it comes to things, uh, at least their images, and um, I'm you know the images are a little they could use some I don't know some bigger or something. Anyway, that just shows the scale of it. It looks great, though. The part looks really great. And here's like a list of all the parts. But uh, let's jump over the overhead and get a look at, uh, at the model here. Yeah, so there was some modifications that I had to do to the model. Um, fortunately, it wasn't in 3D. I just did it with a drill to um, hollow out the, uh, the little circle here for attaching the feet to that. Since in the model, I think they just glued it in place. So I took a uh, 285 millimeter piece of filament. You can kind of see it there. Oh, yeah. And then the, just heated the up rivet. the ends <laughs> and made some rivets. That's like just great. Using the uh, iron, heating this up, and then using a uh, the end of a tweezer to just flatten right. that out. Okay. I was going to say, like, you that. don't want to burn your filament, but yeah, having just a hot yeah. surface that's flat. So that was the only things I had to do was actually take a, a little Dremel okay. and drill out the holes. I should have did that in 3D, but I didn't think about that. I was actually going to go ahead and glue it, but once I printed out the model, it just looked so adorable. I was Can like, man, this thing there? needs to be able to Get um, laying down there. to have the, the so legs cute. articulate. This is uh, the at-at relaxing here. <laughs> just enjoying life. The only other thing I had to do too was increase the horizontal expansion to a millimeter, not okay. negative, and but what is positive. That, what does that do? So that made these little turrets on the front of the uh, face there, a little bit thicker, Excellent. so it wouldn't break apart. And then just some modifications on the neck area does this here. Neck pop so that, out? Yeah, this pops out. Is it a snap uh, joint or uh, just like oh man. some snug tolerances there? Yeah, some snug tolerances. Wow, that is deep in there. Right, <laughs> I'm not going to pop it up. <laughs> but he does have some sort of a, not articulation, but just uh, some rotation yeah, Rotation, it. okay. Right. And yeah, it's a nice little model to go with the Millennium Falcon uh, memory oh, right, card yeah. holder that we uh, sweet. we filmed last week. Mm -hmm. So nice little uh, way to, I guess, save <laughs> on, you know. We always see these toys like when we went to Disney. 
and mm -hmm. uh, always wanted to grab one. Right. Of course, the kid always wanted one, so now he gets to play with one that was uh, arguably a little bit better than probably some of the models that we saw there. Definitely a lot more cheaper. Right. Yeah. So nice little uh, way to uh, have some little playtime with your kids. Yeah, and again, it's on Thingiverse. It's a free download. Shout out to Dragon Master 616 or Nancy. Yeah. Um, for these models. And there's other ones, like I said, the Snow uh, Speeder and some turrets as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the those the whole little Hoth, uh, yeah, the Hoth play set. Hoth play set. She's calling it. It's pretty dope, right? All right. Well, there you that go. That's this week's Time Lapse Tuesday. Total. Again, you can check out the video, and we have it linked in the description as well. Got all the uh, Thingiverse uh, files, too. You can download those. Mm -hmm. okay. Check that out. Check my notes. We. Oh, we went through everything. Look at that. I believe so. A cat cat. <laughs> a cat cat. <laughs> Stretched out like a cat, yeah. Looks like our uh, skies are getting dark here. I'm going to go ahead and sh uh, yeah, shut down we're, the show we're in before for a storm over here. <laughs> the storm hit. Two weeks ago, we, we like the storm hit us and we didn't have our, AP, our battery backup had died. So uh -huh. like, we had to pick it up. But uh, hey, thanks everybody for joining us. We are going to close the show, so let's go ahead and run through the things that are happening later tonight. Like Ask an Engineer and Show and Tell. Starting off with Show and Tell at 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Wednesday. We invite you to come on to the Show and Tell. You can share your progress, uh, upcoming projects, workspaces, vintage tech. Yeah. Everything is fair game. Doesn't um, have to be electronics or 3D printing. No, you can be sewing, encouraged. crafting, woodworking, yeah. anything and everything. It's all awesome. So come on by and the Discord channel. That's where we'll throw in the link to the StreamYard invite, y'all can click on that. And then as we go through the show, it's an, an hour long, so folks have opportunity to drop off when they're done showing, so folks can come in, because uh, there's only, I think, 11 or 10 slots open. Yeah. But as the show goes throughout, folks are dropping out, and man, that is just torrential downpour yeah. right now. <laughs> this like week's special host is John Park. He'll be hosting it, so definitely tune in. And then, yeah. And then speaking of John Park, Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. didn't finish. Yeah, right Ask after an Engineer that. right after yes. that. Full hour of Lamar and Phil starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we'll, we'll hear some uh, open hardware news, um, new products, mm -hmm. uh, Python on hardware video by Katni, and just lots of uh, stuff from the community as well. Lots so check that of, out. Uh, some of the behind the scenes, too. Yeah, so. how's New York doing? They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're hanging up there. They're like doing the best out of all the states here in terms yeah. of the COVID mm -hmm. not, uh, craziness. Um, but then tomorrow is John Park's workshop every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Come in, it's a great time to uh, see some live building. You get to make code minutes and uh, shop talks and many other things like that. So check it out every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Box is, I believe I've seen some people online saying that theirs has started to ship. So definitely really? tune in for that. Gonna be a lot of projects to do with that. Cool, and you can uh, subscribe to that at adabox.com if you... Uh, I think all of our shipping. seats are full, but you can uh, sign up to get notified when new seats are available. So you right. can get on that subscription. Lots of really cool oh, projects and parts coming That's out for that. So coming down hard. <laughs> all right, well don't forget, rain. yeah, I, I kind of went a little out of week, but on Tuesday, John does a full hour live stream on Make Code, it's called Make Code Live with John Park. You can get a full uh, insight look at a full project from start to finish uh, mm -hmm. on using Microsoft's Make Code with uh, all sorts of Adafruit hardware. 
And those are every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Huh. Mark's saying that his box is supposed to be there later today. Wow, awesome. I can't wait to see what you got because I don't know what you got. <laughs> it's a mystery even for us. We yep. thought it was the, well, we thought it's for Nexita box. Yeah, so. yeah, we're a little bit. <laughs> Um, just uh, as a, a little tip, folks, if you're ever wondering what the schedule is, you can use the Discord uh, chat to, uh, to pull up uh, the showtimes by typing in question mark showtimes. Hit enter our lovely dino bot over here. We'll give you the breakdown and lovely text format of all the, uh, of all the shows. And I actually forgot to mention, uh, Desk of Lady Ada needs to be updated, folks. It's happening every Sunday now at... Uh, Oh boy, at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m.? Somewhere around there. Somewhere 10, around 11. There. Yeah. It's hacker hours. Yeah, they're um, ramping up. So, so far we have two weeks of like a, a, a fixed time, which is really great to see from, uh, from Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada. And then, uh, oh, I forgot too, on Fridays is a deep dive with Scott. I still yeah. need to get a banner from Bruce. We really need to get that out there. But uh, yeah, there you go. That's how we can. Uh, yeah, we jo so join. Shows. Yeah, so a week full of shows. They're all there. Check them out. Oof, I hope to see you guys later tonight. Don't forget, ask an engineer and show and tell. Uh, we are, we're back. We're shipping next day on the day. Mm -hmm. So uh, the shipping team, this is a pre-COVID photo the, a couple years ago. There's more yeah. folks and everybody's yep. still really, it's really safe. Staggered and shifts. Staggered shift, masks, uh, masks, PPE, PPE. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're staying safe. So and definitely put it in the first. Do Definitely put in all of your orders before the shutdown happens again. Just ramping up and trying to sort of... Uh, Get everything in stock. And things exactly. are in stock. So that's really nice to see. And we thank you for supporting us by purchasing everything now and then. It really helps mm -hmm. out. All right. All right, you guys have been watching 3D Hangouts. This happens every single Wednesday. At 11 a.m. Rain or shine. 2013. So a couple yeah. of years we've been doing this. Yeah. Tons of projects. Don't forget to check out all the playlists. Uh, there were some questions on how do I get started doing this. I uh, linked them the layer by layer videos. There's oh, a sweet. ton on Thank there you. that um, you can just take a deep dive. Just, yeah. yeah, clicking around, mm -hmm. whatever interests a, you. You can having a, a project that you want to work on that definitely helps get you motivated to actually learn right. some of the things that you'll really need to do instead of just learning. You know, for the sake abstract of abstract stuff that right. uh, isn't using your project. So definitely start there. Pick a project. Excellent. Good tip. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll Farewell. see you later tonight. And don't forget yep. to make, make a, a great, great day. day. <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye, folks.